0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children eighteen plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC John Coleman. Yo, hey, welcome back! I know, man. Welcome back. Okay, that's the country uh, version right there. That's
1: good. At least you got it on tone now. You got the right melody going.
0: (laughs) No, welcome back from the long holiday weekend. Likewise. Yeah, I am worn the f out though.
1: Are you? I know that's what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Did you have a nope. eventful?
1: Just played my PlayStation Five. Just
0: relax. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's interesting. You go onto our Instagram page <laughs> yeah. at the Lone Officer Podcast for those that don't follow us on Instagram, and you post about this new gaming console yeah. you got. This thingamajig. Somehow, my 15-year-old, within minutes, which, hey, kudos to Jackson for following us on IG. Thanks, Joe. But within minutes blows me up. How did you get one of those? And I'm like, not me. He goes, oh, must be Coleman. I'm like, yep, it was Coleman. (laughs) Yeah. But – so this must be like one of the hottest ticket items going yeah, it's on it's difficult you it's know the playstation
1: five playstation five yeah okay um it, it was difficult to get as many can attest um i took a lot of elzo took a lot of hey it's in my cart going to check out okay making the payment hey oops sorry website crash so by all no means like it, it took some work but that's why i was joking you know with a little bit of luck a little bit of work and the principles taught on this show perseverance never giving up multiple sources of you know you know opening multiple tabs whatnot. Um I was able to get it so
0: So, cuz you were working Target, Walmart, GameStop oh, yeah. like everywhere all the tabs yeah okay. but, but
1: everybody else was too there there is no secret it is just luck and perseverance and putting
0: good vibes out in the universe Well yeah you had um what I call stick-to-itness Yes you stuck to it Yeah longer than someone else is willing to stick to it that is that is true yeah or maybe you work for a really cool employer who uh, lets me hit refresh lets um, you hit refresh <laughs> while you're sitting there making videos for our loan officers you know
1: that's what i'm saying but you know we have yeah. to export a video takes 40 minutes
0: hey i got some time nice well mm-hmm. hey congratulations thank you so you played the hell out of it yes okay
1: yes five stars
0: yeah and i worked my butt off i had a great i honestly had a great thanksgiving i actually had to tell my 13 year old i'm like look because uh, she looked at me last night and I'm just like eyes rolling <laughs> back on my head. It was like nine o'clock at night. We we're finally getting home um, after the long weekend. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh, what's wrong? I said, Nothing's wrong. I said, Everything's right. I'm just worn out. Yeah. Like, I, we're very fortunate. We have a great family on both sides and people actually want to see us and spend time with us.
1: Yeah, that's a win. It is a win,
0: but it's like um, a lot of
1: dishes to wash, though, if you're cooking like that.
0: Yes, and uh, we started cooking at 6.30 Wednesday night. Mm. Um, I kicked off the way my my in-laws were in town. My buddy Tom hooked me up with some sea bass, and um, I cooked the sea bass for my in-laws, and they were like, this is amazing. Um, And I'm like, thank you. Wait for tomorrow. It gets even better. Uh, Yeah, then you host Thanksgiving, and then you have a playoff football game, and then you make a big breakfast on Saturday. Then you take your daughter horseback riding on Sunday. Throw in some yard work, throw in cleaning out the garage, throw in hopping in the attic to pull all the Christmas crap out of the attic. And then, oh, by the way, it was my wife's family's turn to, uh, for us to spend Thanksgiving with. So, like, my parents only live 40 minutes away. And Like, hey, we've never fully celebrated your birthday nor Thanksgiving my mom's like, why don't you come over, and I'll cook two of your favorite meals. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Pile it on. Yeah. Just can we make sure that dinner's in between the 1 o'clock NFL games and the 4.30 games? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, so crab cakes, pot roast. I mean, by the way, crab cakes and pot roast don't really go well together. But, but they sound delicious. But they do. do. Yep, yeah, so I ate my crab cakes first, then I dug into the pot roast and finished it off with some Carvel ice cream cake. Wow. But yeah, but you come in on a Monday morning into work. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm worn out. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, what's up, Dio? Good to see you. I'm like, You're like, ah, uh. you're like ah. Ah. how's yeah. it going? You hung over? No, nah, man, just life. That's good. That's great. Yeah. Re- Relaxing is good. Being busy is good. Mm-hmm. Um, probably too much of either one of them isn't so good. That is correct. Um, today's episode. Yep. We're going to talk about a plethora. Okay. Actually, not a plethora, just five. Five things. A, yeah, group, really five. a group. A group. Um, And for the audience tuning in, here's kind of what Coleman and I came up with. From time to time, once or twice a day, Mm -hmm. a few times a week, we get messages. Sometimes the messages are emailed to us. Sometimes they're phone called in. Sometimes they're actually on our YouTube page. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're uh, instant messaged through IG or through Facebook. Correct. And we try our best to reply to all of them, Mm -hmm. um, to the gentleman who requested an autograph yeah we're gonna get that to him right yeah absolutely buddy
1: you send send his address
0: I think uh, shirt hat both both wow I know no nice. nah,
1: I just promised it I really just wanted to summon a shirt now I have to do both
0: okay shirt and a hat yeah. um but uh but today's episode is just gonna be five questions okay uh, you're gonna ask them yep I'm gonna answer them yep you're gonna interject every time I'm wrong yep every time you disagree yep or if you have a question yep and these are five questions that have come to us throughout the past, really, three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are five favorite. Yeah, uh, That's when you're the host of a show, you can pick. Yeah, you five. can pick what you like. Yeah. So uh, Coleman and I got together this morning. We came up with the five questions. So mm-hmm. we're calling this episode Five Questions with Dio. Okay. Hosted by you, John Coleman. Let's go. Um, in any order. Yep. I promise you I have not memorized these. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did proofread them. But Coleman's going to ask, I'm going to answer, and we're going to fill the next 20 to 25 minutes of your time with my answers to these viewer questions.
1: Okay, let's go. Ready for number one. D.O., what is one thing you tell every associate you hire?
0: Oh, I love this one. Okay. I love this one. Okay. Full (laughs) disclosure, I prep for this one. (laughs) No, um, because it just came up uh, last week with one of our newer associates. Okay. And um, this may or may not parallel with all industries, but I will tell you in our industry where it is a relationship industry, I will tell everyone who starts. The last thing I need anyone to do is to be um, working in fear of making a mistake, right? I, I find that whether you're a football player in the football field, if, if you're playing timid or you're you're playing scared, mm-hmm. and maybe not scared of injury, but but scared of making a mistake, scared of injury, you don't play to your best potential. Yep. Same thing goes in the work environment. If you are working in an environment where you're afraid to click that button or you're afraid to ask a question, afraid to pick up that phone because you may say something inappropriate or not right or click the wrong button, what I find is that it, 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 it puts um, an anchor on your yeah. personal growth. So I tell everyone when they start, if I can throw money at it to fix it, it's not a problem.
1: I think, you actually, you did say that yeah. to me. I don't know if said you did yeah, say that to me. Yeah,
0: look, if you screw up doing something that you think is the right thing to do. Now, obviously, if you're out there maliciously screwing stuff up, okay, I'm going to throw money at the problem, I'm going to fix it, and you're going to be out of here. But if you are in your, your heart of hearts, you're doing what you think is in, in best for either that client or the company or or the group that, that you're a part of, mm-hmm. and it ends up not working out in your favor if i can throw money at it to fix it and then you can learn from it Mm -hmm. okay no worries
1: were you always that way when you like when you were newer in your management career and you just had started taking on you know employees under your wing were you always like that or is that something you learned along the way
0: no i'm pretty sure i was always this way okay um and 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 i can't recall i wish i could i can't recall if maybe i'm tying this back to what someone told me once yeah you know the, the the whole thing about playing scared um in a football sense no i 100 percent stole that from scott frost yeah. scott frost when he was the head coach at ucf had made a comment about when he took over the reins of the head coach he felt like the old coaching staff was playing scared or i'm sorry though not the staffs yeah, playing I scared, was scared. But the players were playing scared so afraid to make a mistake that they weren't being themselves that their personality wasn't shining through He wanted to change that from the football uh, Mm -hmm. locker room uh, Mm -hmm. standpoint. The business standpoint, I I can't recall. I mean, it went back as far as Kevin Murphy. Kevin Murphy's now one of our top loan officers in the entire company. Um, And when I onboarded Kevin nine years ago, it was something that I told him. Mm. Um, And it was just because we were at a point then, it was almost at a necessity. Yeah. I couldn't have Kevin working or playing scared. Yeah. I needed him to go full steam ahead, balls to the wall, make it happen. Yeah. And if a mess is created, let's come behind it and clean it up and let's learn from it. Yeah. So I tell everyone, if I can throw money at it and fix it, it's not a real problem. Hmm. But if it's a relationship that you ruin, that's a real problem. I can't throw money at a relationship hmm. to fix it. If I lose someone's trust, I've lost her trust for good. If If we say we're going to do X, but we come through with Y, then... I can't fix that with money. Now, if you screw up a disclosure and someone's closing cost I'm in the mortgage industry, and someone's closing cost come in $1,500 more and we have to offer some kind of a branch or lender credit, uh-huh. hey, not an issue. Let's go back to your training. Let's figure out why you misquoted mm-hmm. so that you don't do it again. But if you told someone that they were going to close by the 30th and it's your fault that they're not ready to close by the 30th and you're pushing them out to the following month, yeah. and now that person and all other members of the, of the transaction are mad at you, therefore mad at us, I can't fix that with money. And I think um, you asked the question, I think also in parenting, it probably goes that way too, mm. uh, to, a, to a certain degree. You know, like when, when you're talking about things you should worry about with yeah. your children. Look, if money fixes it, it's not a real problem unless you don't have any money, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's- but it was more of, um, you know, if your kid breaks something in the house, Yeah. look, that's not life or death. If your kid comes down with a rare illness. Yeah. Yeah. Money doesn't necessarily fix that. Mm. Um, so I applied it to business and I would, that's one thing I tell all people. And it, it's more of an encouragement. I'm like, look, I, I want you applying yourself. I want you running with this, this autonomy. Yeah. That you can make your department or you can make your position your own. I hired you because you're a good person and you're responsible and you're courageous and you're an adult. Go make adult decisions. Yeah. Uh, There you go. That was a great answer. How about numero dos? Number
1: two, um, what is an attribute or an attribute that others possess that you don't understand?
0: Ooh, okay. I totally forgot about this one. Yeah. Um, what's an attribute? So yeah. I'm gonna go with a personality attribute on this one. Okay. And um, I, look, when I call it out, uh, this is a almost like getting to know Do One Hundred One. This is not a knock on people who who have these. It's just, hey, I'm gonna let you into my world. Yeah. I don't understand people who worry, and I don't understand people who lack ambition. Okay. Like I just, and and that's something that I think in my 30s. In my 20s, I was too naive for it to even dawn on me. Yeah, what? That what? Like, people worry? What are you talking about? Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, like it's just, I was too naive. In my 30s, I thought there was something wrong with you. You worry, you must be crazy. Hmm. You worry, now something when you, must be wrong with you. Now, me.
1: when you say worry, is it like, hey, I left the oven on, I'm worried about that. Like, oh, I don't know, is it like making a mountain out of a molehill? That, is, Anything. Yeah,
0: it's um. I mean, look, we all worry. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain innate, um, natural yeah, instinct with worrying. Correct. I mean, that kind of coincides with fight and flight. Correct. Where you know your your gut. Hmm. But yeah, it's everything from yeah, the small things are you get halfway out the neighborhood and oh, you're turn the oven off. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's more like, well, what if this doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. What it if, what what if what if someone tells me no? What if and it's all these? So what, yeah you know, well, what if it doesn't work out? Well, what if I lose a $1,000? What if this happens? What if, Mm -hmm. and I've just never understood it. And again, 20s, I was naive. 30s, I thought there was something wrong with you. In my 40s, I realized maybe I'm the crazy one. Mm -hmm. But um, so from a personality trait, if you're just getting to know me, know this about me, I tend to not, there's no empathy. I can't empathize with someone who worries and I can't empathize with someone who lacks ambition. Because I was under the assumption, uh, because I'm just self-centered enough, <laughs> yeah. because I'm just narcissistic enough, that I just felt like, well, the way I am is how everyone else is or should be. Mm. Therefore, we worry minimally, and ambition's just like you know part of life. Like we all have it. Mm. And you so, would think, yeah, you you would think, but some don't. And guess what? I'm learning also. That's okay. Like I read a book, I don't know how long ago it was, let's say earlier in the year, and it said, well, if everyone was awesome, there'd be no average. Correct. Right, so if, if everyone had this immense drive and ambition, then it wouldn't be a word. Then why does everyone try to push, like,
1: that ambition? Why does everyone, when I say everyone, you know, everyone, you hear, like, you know, motivational speakers or even this podcast, do better, do better, you should try as hard as you can. But it seems like not everyone can have that ambition. Doesn't it seem like a catch-22, like?
0: Well, I think those people sell hope. And I mean, they 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 sell. We sell hope. Although we don't sell anything on the show, we do not sell anything. If you notice, there's no ads (laughs) on the Lenoster podcast. But there is. Oh, Pappies! That's not an ad. Look, look. You don't need (laughs) an ad for Pappies. In fact, have you ever seen an ad for Pappies? I have not. You won't. (laughs) You either know Pappies or you don't know Pappies. Right? This bottle's on our table.
1: Yeah, can you can you just educate? You want to just
0: nope. If you know, you know. History. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Okay. If you know, you know. Wow. Okay. This is the one and only show that this bottle will be a part of. How about that? Okay. Okay. It it made a special special appearance, appearance. and that's it. It it heard we're doing five questions. Wow. Yeah, but no. So um, back on question (laughs) numero dos. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we it's worrying about things and ambition. I mean, with ambition, I I mean drive and. and just if you get to know me yeah. on a personal level, just understand that I struggle less today than I did a mm-hmm. decade ago mm-hmm. or even two decades ago. I struggle understanding that people worry because naturally I don't worry yeah. unless it's a safety thing. There are certain instances where I'm like, "Ooh, I don't feel safe. Okay. Or, "Ooh, are my children being safe? And I may worry about their safety. But then if I stop and put everything in check, and I'm like, well, statistically, yeah, yeah. the odds are in their favor. Yeah, Therefore, the worrying, although it's natural, I should be able to overcome.
1: I've, I've actually learned recently to worry less, because you'll sit there and just be in your mind for minutes, and you're like, what am I doing? It causes more stress, anxiety, all that stuff that goes along with it that has now been scientifically proven to be a detriment to one's health. Um, I've really learned to kind of control that about worrying, because you you got to face it head on. Don't try to bury the emotions. Don't try to bury the thought. I think you hit it head on and face it for what it is, but then try to move on.
0: Yeah, you have to own it. Mm-hmm. But that's way easier said than done. I just, I've, I've gone into countless situations where I failed, countless, and some failures have been like seven and ten thousand dollar financial losses, like yeah. just straight up. Yeah, you failed. <laughs> but I went into them understanding that it was a calculated risk I was making. I knew for the most part what the dangers were, and I was cool with them. Therefore, why worry?
1: Hmm.
0: Therefore, let's just focus on everything that can go right, because if it can go right, it could go right, and it will go right, and and have at it. But by, by okay, that's a good 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 segue.
1: By not worrying, what does that allow you to do? If that makes sense,
0: well, it allows me to focus on the positive. But more important, it allows me to focus on the processes that I need to achieve or the processes I need to be able to dominate to, to end up at the outcome. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to get to mm-hmm. right. It's, it's the whole, if I want to retire with a million dollars, then I have to be able to break that down to, well, what does that mean daily? Well, daily, I need to be able to save $5 a day or $10 a mm-hmm. day or $20 a day, depending on where you are in mm-hmm. life. And, and I can tackle each day because each day I can win. I can win saving $10 today. I can't win saving a million dollars by retirement. Um, so so by me being able to, to suppress worrying or to put statistical analysis to my worrying, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, yeah, don't, can't control it. Yeah, It's good that I acknowledge it. It's good that I understand it. But I think it's most important to understand, at least on my end, and maybe this comes easier and natural for me, but when, when I worry or, or wanted to worry, I'm able to say, you know what? Even if everything goes wrong, I'll be able to handle the outcome. And maybe that comes with confidence. Hmm. No matter what it is, hey, I'm going to pick up, I'm going to move to Colorado, I'm going to get a job waiting tables, and I'm going to figure my life out. And someone says, What if you don't? What well, do you mean, know, what if I don't? Okay, I haven't. You mean I can't find a job waiting tables? Well, then maybe I can find a time, uh, find a job bussing tables. Mm. You know, maybe I can find a time cleaning garbage. or you know, find find a job. Yeah. You know, I'll be able to find a job. I'm nothing's beneath me. I can go dig ditches. Mm-hmm. Right? I, there's something that I'll be able to do. What if you hate Colorado? Well, what if I hate Colorado? I guess I move back to Florida. Mm. What if you don't have a car? Does the bus not work? I mean, yeah. it just those things just never Yeah. I, no, I'll figure it out. Hmm. I trust I'm going to figure it out and, and you move forward. And driving ambition, yeah, I, I um I, it took this long to figure out that maybe whatever it is and for whatever reason I, I, I have what I have is a little bit above average than than most. And it's something that I should be grateful for. And because I have it, I guess I've never understood. Yeah, what it's like
1: to be without it, I guess.
0: Yeah, what, what it's like to, to to be without it, hmm. right? I don't know what it's like to grow up with money. I didn't grow up in a household that had money. I didn't grow up in a household where, you know, we went on lavish vacations. So, it, yeah. you know, it, it just, the, the, the person that, that grew up that way might not be able to understand. Yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Vice versa. All right. What's question number three?
1: Question number three. I'm excited about this one. Um, education or experience, which matters most? Experience. And we're moving <laughs> on. No, no,
0: no. Uh, look, education matters. Period. End of story. Education matters. But if you're going to show up to a job interview, this is now for my for my my younger generation, my my current college students or recent college grads or high school students, Mm -hmm. soon to be high school grads. I'm more curious with what you have done versus what classes you have taken. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Now, there's something to be said about the college experience, mm-hmm. right? It shows me that you're able to apply yourself. You set a goal. You achieved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it also shows me that you were in a setting where hopefully you're exposed to other people. Mm-hmm. By being exposed to other people, you have a network. Your network is worth more than your experience, which is worth more than your education. Can you say that again? That was that was good. I forgot. your Network? network? Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming... You went to in-person classes, Mm -hmm. and this is actually going to be a personal beef of mine. And I know right now, due to COVID-19, everything's online. But pre-COVID-19, there were a lot of students that were opting for virtual classes. Mm -hmm. That's true. My issue with virtual classes is you're missing out on one of the key components in life, which is networking, which is getting to know other humans on a human level, hand-to-hand, face-to-face, belly-to-belly. So I said something along the lines of, when you attend class to, to obtain your formal education, you're also expanding your network. Yeah. And I would put your network as over your, over your I'm guessing when I say this, because I don't know. I'd go back and forth depending on the day, depending on the hour, <laughs> depending on the minute. But let's say for right now, okay. I would take your network over your experience and your experience over your education. Mm depending on, I guess, what I did for a living, Yeah. right? If you are selling a financial service, whether you're a financial advisor, you're a life insurance salesperson, um, you're a mortgage person, a real estate person, your network is what's going to lead you Mm -hmm. to to your clients, to your next transaction, to your next deal. So in many cases, your network, then your experience. I love people with experience. I mean, experience could be, I've been married and divorced. If someone's 26 years old and they've been married and divorced versus the person who's 26 years old and still lives home with mom and dad, that person who's 26, been married and divorced may have very well made two very bad decisions or made one bad decision and then used a good decision to get out of it, but they've experienced life. Yes. And you, there's just no dollar amount that you can put in, on, on life. And what does it mean? That person has... Has gone to the 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 uh, tax collector's yeah. office to fill out their marriage license. Yeah, that person has has gone to a mediator, or divorce attorney. They filed the paperwork. They've stayed up late at night pondering, do I do this and do I do I not do yeah. that? Yeah, you know, the the twenty year old that comes to me and at eighteen enlisted in the um, National Guard mm. and has been to boot camp and has potentially been called up for a hurricane or for a wildfire. Mm. Yes, they're 20. And yes, they don't have a four-year degree, but they have something called life experience. Hmm. And I may very well take that person on as an associate over the 22, 23-year-old who's coming with their college degree.
1: Hmm.
0: Especially if their college degree is one in which they achieved solely online, and they weren't a part of any intramural sports or any collegiate sports or any fraternities or sororities. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when I say that, I don't necessarily mean the party ones, which, by the way, the party ones are cool. Yeah. Um, even the business fraternities. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they didn't have much of a network. Yeah. So I believe the question was experience or education. This is not a knock on higher or formal education. This is just saying experience matters. Yeah. Experience is where it's at. And if you're sitting out and you're laying out your life plan today, make sure you're putting as much emphasis on experience. That could mean internships. That could mean part-time jobs. Um, make sure you're putting enough emphasis on networking in your network Mm. as you are on attending classes and passing exams. That's great. Number four.
1: Okay. Number four. I've heard you state multiple times you look for folks who are educated and well-traveled. What does this mean? Well-traveled, educated and well-traveled.
0: I like how you slid this one in there. I know. Yeah, this is a John Coleman question, by the way. I love how he picked up his phone and read it um, because this is something he and I were talking about offline, off yeah. camera. And he's like, I'm going to throw that one in there. I'm like, perfect. Just make sure you take one of the other questions out because six questions with Dio doesn't yeah. go as well as five yeah. questions with Dio. Yeah. So what I mean by by well-educated and well-traveled, um, it almost comes like studying people, studying successful people, mm. studying people who who do the best job of understanding their surroundings and making the most of, of uh, their life. Mm-hmm. They tend to be people who are, are educated, right? Some kind of a formal education. Um, and when I, and well-traveled, when you hear me say, make sure you're educated and well-traveled, it's something that I tell my children. Yeah. So my children will hear, I want to make sure that, that you have an education, but that you're well-traveled because when you're well-traveled first, just because we talked about it just a minute yeah. or two ago, you're going to expand your network by traveling. And I'm not necessarily saying going to Cancun and going to Acapulco and going to Jamaica. Like that's traveling to go to a resort. That's all inclusive. Mm -hmm. When I say well-traveled, like go experience other States and other cities, go experience other countries, go experience other cultures. And, the people you meet when you're when you're on that train from London to Edinburgh, yeah, right. The the people that you meet when you're on that train from Munich, Germany to um, Austria or to Prague, and the conversations that you have, if you're willing to put yourself out there, is going to make you so much of a better, well-rounded person, and more importantly, expose you to ideas yeah. that had you not left. To either get that formal education, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been exposed to except what your neighborhood or what your what your house, mm-hmm. your upbringing exposed you to. Mm-hmm. So get out of your neighborhood, get out of your zip code, get out of your city, get out of your state. Do so both from a formal education, right, where you get to actually take courses that weren't offered to you at high school. Yeah. Or courses that when they're offered to you at high school were taught at a basic level, or taught to you during a time period because you were 14, 15, or 16. You weren't ready
1: to receive the message.
0: Yeah, you just weren't ready. Or you got a point in your life, it couldn't resonate. Do you know how mad I am that people are
1: like, oh, I have wood shop class. Do you know how, like, now, I was like, do you know how much I would, like, yearn to have, go to class to, like, learn how to cut wood or craps and shop, or, like, home mac. Ec- I never took a home mac class where you learn how to cook and, like, just do stuff. Like, now I yearn for that. And
0: have it was offered you for free? For free. For free. Um, and yeah, and we just weren't at a place in life where we are ready to, to receive, receive it. Yep. yep. Um, so that's the part about being formally educated, but the well-traveled is, is, is paramount, absolutely paramount because what I have found by traveling and something that I did is I did a study abroad program. My wife did a study abroad program. When I did a study abroad program, it was typical Dio fashion. I rolled into her apartment. We are like sophomores in college, or juniors in college. Uh, It was the spring semester, and I was in between classes. I used to stop by her apartment all the time because she lived on campus. I didn't live on campus. And I would just, you know, hang out whether she was there or not. It was kind of irrelevant. Her roommates knew me pretty well. Just crash, make popcorn. We'd watch Friends, all that good stuff. And um, Jerry Springer, too. We watched (laughs) Jerry Springer and Friends. But, um Anyhow, we say, "Oh, we're gonna study abroad," and I'm like, "What does that mean?" Yeah. Like, "Oh, it's when you go do a semester at a different country." I'm like, "Okay, I'm in." And I remember my wife and her friend Chris were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to Australia," and her friend uh, Teresa goes, "I'm gonna go to England." I'm like, go, "I'll go to England too." Okay, like that's how much thought I put in Like, I'm such a sure why not person. Like, yeah. sure why not, let's do it. But when I when I got over there, what I realized is, wow, yeah, so many of us are so much alike yet way different. Mm-hmm. It's one of those conundrums where the world is so tiny yet so large. Yeah. And I got to befriend someone from Ghana, three dudes from Spain, a few Brits. Um, you know, someone from Germany. I got to travel to Germany, I got to travel to France, I got to travel to, travel to the Netherlands. And it just, you know, it reminds me of that part from um, Good Will Hunting where it's, I think I've mentioned this before in the show because it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. But Good Will Hunting, you have Matt Damon and you have Robin Williams, RIP, and they're sitting on a bench in Boston and Robin Williams has given Matt Damon the business because Matt Damon's a genius and he can recite anything out of um, a textbook.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Matt Damon's has, has Matt Damon's character has never left Boston.
1: Mm.
0: And so Robin Williams says something along the lines like, Hey, son, I bet you can quote me any sonnet f- written by Shakespeare. But until you've experienced love or heartbreak, you can't talk to me about love and heartbreak. You know, I bet you can, you can, you know, name every stroke and every texture used by Da Vinci. But until you've been in the 16th chapel Mm -hmm. and you're looking up and you can take in that smell and you can see it for your own two eyes, what you read in a book does, does no justice. And that, that is the whole part of being well-traveled. It's the experience. It's the people that you meet along the way. And it's what you expose yourself to. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like life. You and I are talking about this offline and you want us to do a show on a different topic based on, on our conversation offline. And maybe I'll let you talk me into it in a a week or two, (laughs) or maybe I'll bring in a subject matter expert. Schmeez. Yep, a schmee, and um, and it's venture capital, by the way. I'm not. It's not even a secret, but it's it's <laughs> VC or angel investing that that Coleman was. Uh, he and I had like an hour offline conversation about, um, but we were talking about like being in the room where it happens or being invited. to to those tables. Like, how do you get invited to a table where people are doing venture capital investing? And venture capital, by the way, if you've ever seen Shark Tank, like that's my best way to explain it to someone who doesn't know. It's like watching Shark Tank. Venture capital is where other individuals invest in your idea, your technology. They help fund startup companies in hopes that those companies one day make it big, get purchased, et cetera. And Coleman was asking me like, well, how do you get involved? And I'm like, well, you just have to put yourself in situations Mm -hmm. where you're around people who know that and verbalize to them that you're interested. You ask them questions. People love to talk about themselves. So just start peppering them with questions and pull information out little by little Mm -hmm. and piece it all together. But if you're not putting yourself in those situations where you're in the room where it happens, where you're being invited to be a part of these conversations, then you're never going to get exposed to it. Well, how do you get exposed to it? Become well-traveled. Mm. Put yourself out there. Get out and network with all types of people, all walks of life. Mm. You'd be amazed at what you learn. And I'll promise you this. These, these are two things you will definitely learn. A, the world is a tiny, large place. Mm. Tiny in the fact that, oh, my God, we are so much alike. Even those people who don't speak your same language or come from your same culture are more like you than they're not. Yes. Yet, we're all so different. It's that 20%. It's 80% of us are the same. It's that 20% that really defines us. Mm-hmm. And it's that 20% that you're wanting to get to know because you can pick and choose what part of John's 20% you like, yeah. what part of my 20% you like, yeah. right? You can take your 80%. That's going to be you forever. But then you can go ahead and swipe and adapt everyone else's 20% to put together the best version of you. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say you need to be educated and well-traveled wow that was great was that number four or number three
1: that was number four last one are you ready
0: which one did you drop did you drop the one about um, free education yeah okay okay I may, I may throw in a bonus one depending on what time <laughs> you're on. I think we're running out of time though, all right
1: but. what is some of your best career advice
0: oh best career advice don't rush
1: into this because you've achieved some stuff in life you have still some accomplishments to make but so far what would you say your best advice is
0: that I was given, or I wonder that I would give. That you would give. The best career advice you would give. You should do both. Why not? I mean. Okay, well, the best career advice I would give today, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes along with what we've been talking about, is experience, experience, experience. You need experience. It is and you need to network. It is about who you know. Yeah. It is about what you have done. And then it's about what, what you've learned. Mm -hmm. And I think too few people, especially younger people want to rely on, well, I received this degree where my area of focus was in this subject matter. Yeah. And I went to this university and I graduated with this type of GPA in this many years.
1: I didn't learn until after I got out that what you're saying, experience matters more.
0: Yep. And that was some of the best advice that I was given. And I, I went through um, the Advertising Public Relations program at the University of Central Florida. And I believe it's still this way. But back then, it's a um, major that you couldn't just claim, I'm going to get my degree in this. Like, you had to apply for to, it. Yeah. Oh,
1: apply for it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were already going to be in the School of Communications. Like, if you said, I'm a communications major, great. You could do orgcom, You could yeah, do yeah. mass Yeah. But if you wanted the ad PR designation on Whoa. your diploma, yeah, you you had to submit your credentials and actually be accepted into that uh, program. I was today years old when I found that out. There you go. Um, and so when I was in that program, I had some of the best professors I have ever had. They were mostly adjunct professors, which were my favorite. They had their PhDs, but they also had 20 years experience, mm, that experience. working in the industry. I'm talking like one of my professors worked for Coke and one owned his own crisis PR agency. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these people had real deal experience. They also happened to be, probably because they're overachievers, these crazy academias. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they were just into their formal education as much as they were into their experience. So it was when I was in college that someone told me, hey, you're getting your degree in advertising and public relations, similar to marketing. Mm-hmm. It's about who you know, not what you know. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was fortunate for that. It's about who you know, not what you know. And that's kind of a harsh reality, especially for the real studious types. It's a real one, though. You got to. I mean, that's facts. Yeah, that's life. And that is life. I'm talking if you want to score that badass electrician's apprenticeship for the best union downtown Chicago, you better know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want to get hired on to the fire department in your local city or county? You better know somebody. I mean, and if you don't know somebody, then put it on yourself to go meet people. Yeah. Find out where these people hang out. Where do they play softball? Where do they golf? And infuse yourself into their, I I said their culture, but- Their their, ecosystem. Yeah, into their ecosystem. Yeah. So I think that right there was some great advice that I received and I would still give. Mm -hmm. um, But it, it was also when it comes to experience. Like when you're looking at an opportunity, when it comes to your career, you have to ask yourself, who am I gonna meet through this opportunity? Yeah, And what am I gonna experience? Even if it's not something that's your long-term, you never know what it'll lead to. Mm. I mean, in sales, we talk about this. In sales, we don't turn down a client because, well, they're not big enough, right? Like if I'm a financial advisor, I don't want to just turn my nose up to someone who doesn't have money to invest in, with me because I don't know if it's, they don't have money to invest in, in with me just today. Oh, uh, yeah. Or I don't know who their boss is. I don't know what type of relationship they have with the owner of their company. I don't know what type of, of um, upbringing they have and, and what their parents have. Yeah. Right? You, you never know what's on the other side until you get there. So True. you need to walk into every situation understanding how can I get the most out of this? Well, obviously, I need to bring value to whatever organization hires me. We're talking about career advice still. But while I'm here, I'm going to give my full effort. Yep. But I'm also going to network with as many people as I can and gain as much experience. At a minimum, you may dedicate 18 to 36 months of your life. You got to know two people. You hated both of them. And you learned that you never, ever, ever, ever want to do that again. But in you terms might. of... But you learn some. Yes, but that makes, that makes your next career decision, it allows you to make it with that much more conviction. Yeah. Because you're like, no, hell to the no. I <laughs> thought I might like that. I don't like that. You know, or, man, in hindsight, my gut was telling me not to go that direction. I let my brain um, mm-hmm. talk my gut into it. Never again. Mm. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Do not be afraid to make mistakes. But live with the confidence that every decision you make will be A, calculated, and B, you're a strong enough, confident enough person that you'll be able to maneuver out of any quote unquote mistake you made. And a mistake's not a mistake, it's an opportunity to learn, learn from it and move on. Period, In a story, learn from it, move on, learn from it, move on. But you would have to get to know as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. It's about who you know, not what you know. Gain as much experience, Um, and then obviously continue to educate yourself. I I don't want people to come off of listening to this episode thinking that we're bashing. Oh no, 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 no. Huge proponent of all education. I mean, if you tune in, I just went through a two year program. Literally. Yeah. yeah, To, to better educate myself, understanding the whole time that although that program cost me between courses and flights and hotels, let alone the time and the hours I, I put in, it probably cost me 10 grand. It's not going to help me make another dime, but it made me a better person. Um, huge fan of of continuing education. Yeah. But don't just focus on education when you need to focus on experience. networking experience. For sure. That's it, man. That was great. Yeah, the I think the the question you nixed was uh, free education. It didn't really uh, it almost got like too political. Um, like, "Hey, Dio, what are your thoughts on free education?" I think free education is amazing after you spend two years serving our country. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You've tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. If you want one of your questions answered, or you have a suggestion for one of the topics, you can call me at 407-645-6363. Email me dowen at waterstonemortgage.com. We're on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at the Loan Officer Podcast. Subscribe, tell your friends, and tune in next time. Until then, we're out. Peace!